Ladies and gentlemen and hockey fans of all ages, welcome back to another exciting episode of the Hockey Fan Chat. I am your host, Randy Dillon. I am joined once again by Neil Vallepiano as we talked about the New Jersey Devils. We talk about that incredible 13-game winning streak the Devils are on. What makes this Devil team so different? What do they need to do to keep up the pace they're at in order to make the playoffs? And what could happen to the future of the team in regards to coaching? All right, Neil, thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Hockey Fan Chat. We talked in the summer about the Devils, but I feel we got to talk about them now because 13 wins in a row. Because I think before all this started, there were the chats, Fire Lindy, Fire Lindy mm. they were, and uh, we were sorry. Take me through this, because I think the last game they lost before going on the streak, they got smashed by Washington, I think, what it was, 6-3, and they played a good game, but just uh, they couldn't finish in that game, and then all of a sudden, they bang off 13 in a row. This team has gone through every challenge that one could ask for, and they have answered the bell. And I think that when you look back at that home opener back in October and the fire Lindy chants were out and, you know, you thought, well, this has to be rock bottom, right? Like, you know, when are we finally going to see this team play at the level that we all know that they are capable of playing at? And, you know, they got on that three game winning streak right after that got absolutely shellacked by the Washington Capitals at home and since October 25th, they have not relinquished a single game and they have had so many different challenges. You know, Mackenzie Blackwood with an injury put on IR. You have Andre Pilat who gets put on LTIR and is going to be out for another couple of months. Jonathan Bernier is still not fully healthy. And this team just continues to look at it as next man up mentality. And I think that that's really the big thing. Every single player on this team is bought in. If you look at the scoring, just the scoring chart from this 13-game winning streak, everyone's scoring. It's not just the first two lines. It's the third line. It's the fourth line, the BMW line of Miles Wood, Nate Bastion, and Michael McLeod. The defensemen are absolutely dominating left and right. And Vitek Vanacek is playing at a Vesna Trophy level. I mean, he makes countless big-time save after big-time save and has just created so much success. And you're seeing a Devils team that with decent, which has certainly been more than decent goaltending, and the offense clicking on all cylinders with the help, the big help of Andrew Burnett, you're seeing this team showcase what they are capable of doing. And I know that people would say, will say, well, they haven't had the strongest schedule. Although you can make an argument that they've beaten teams like the Oilers twice. They've beaten the Flames twice. They they shut out at home the Colorado Avalanche one to nothing. They've played against some really, really tough and really solid competition. And they've also won the games that they're supposed to. And the big thing, to me at least, about this winning streak is that this team is racking up wins now. So that later on in the season... If and when we start having some, you know, up and down type of uh, moments where we're struggling a lot more than we should, you know, we're still putting ourselves in a good position to obviously get into the playoffs and go from there. But this 13 game winning streak is unreal. Uh, nobody, including myself, as you know, Randy, because we talked about this in the offseason, nobody could 
expect what the Devils are doing right now. Um, they look like they may never lose another game. Now, obviously, we know at some point this winning streak will come to an end. But I think that us as Devils fans look at it and are just enjoying the ride. We are enjoying this team competing and making really, really positive, newsworthy things to talk about for yourself and everyone out there. And we love, we absolutely love shutting up all the haters. Everybody's, you know, we've had so many people say this, that, and the other thing. This team isn't really that good. This is BS. This can't go on forever. And the team just continues to go up against every challenge and find ways to win these hockey games. And guys are stepping up. Lindy Ruff has really, really won over the fans, including myself. And all we could do right now is continue to enjoy the ride. And you're staring at a 16-3-0 record so far. And the only reason the Devils aren't in first place overall in the NHL is because the Bruins have been unbelievable since the season started. But this has been absolutely tremendous the way this season has gone so far. And like I said before, all we can do is just take it one game at a time and enjoy the success because this team, I think, has finally arrived. You're absolutely right there, Neil, because you said like this has been what? They made the playoffs back in 2018 that one time, lost mm-hmm. in five games to the Lightning, and then ever since then they've had the struggles, and you had the trade for Taylor Hall, and then the slow start for Jack Hughes, it was everyone was wondering what was going on with this team. And I think this year is a, the start has been a formation of all those things. Cause I think, I think it's safe to say, like we've had the conversation. I think next to the Oilers, the devils have the best one, two punch in the league with Jack Hughes and Nico. Heischer. both guys can score. He I think is up there being one of the best two way players next to Patrice Bergeron to start winning all those Selkie trophies. Jesper Brad has come out of nowhere in yep. the last few years to put it up. And you're right. They're getting contributions up and down from live guys like Sharon Govid, guys like Mile Wood. They've done it. But the one thing I want to ask you though about the Devils is you're right. Eventually they're going to lose and we don't know when. But I got to ask you what does this team need to do to kind of stay in the playoff race to make sure they don't fall, go on like a two five game losing streak right back to back? or go on like a seven-game losing streak and not get any points because injuries are part of the game. And unfortunately, this Devil team, they've had their share of long-term injuries. Do you think the health would be the concerning part of this team, make sure there's no substantial long-term injuries to allow this team to make the playoffs for the first time in five years? To answer the first part of your question, what do the Devils need to do in order to maintain a playoff spot and ultimately get in? is to just, you know, continue to be consistent. I think that that's one thing that has been lacking from this team for years, and that is consistent good hockey. And you look at the moves that Tom Fitzgerald has made, and you look at the veterans that he's brought in, he's brought in guys who have been in situations before where they're going to have, you know, times where things are going to be really tough and they're not playing all that well, and they have to get through those difficult times, show the resilience that they've been showing so far all year long and just go from there. And I mentioned it before that, again, the big benefit of this winning streak is we're racking up wins. I mean, it took us until about, I think it was something along the lines of early February for this team to, you know, reach 16 wins 
last season. So this team is miles ahead better than where they were last year and the last several years. And they're putting themselves in a very good position that when they do have their struggles in those periods where they're not getting things going, they still put themselves in the position when they get out of it to still be in the thick of things when it comes to battling for the playoffs. But I think, again, consistency is a big thing. And I think it's honestly just taking it one game at a time. I think the goal every game should be don't worry about what happened in the previous game and don't worry about what's going to happen in the game, you know, coming up after focus on the game that you're playing in right now and try to find ways to make the team better. Nico, he who continues to have a phenomenal year and has grown so much now as the captain of this team. He talked about it after the game against Edmonton on Monday. And he said, look, there are still opportunities for us to get better while we're on this winning streak. We're just trying to improve ourselves as a team overall. The penalty kill obviously has not been as solid as we'd like it to be. We're still giving up more or less in many ways, like a goal per game when it comes to the penalty kill. That certainly needs to improve. There are times even now where the Devils still will hesitate a little bit and look to pass before they shoot. You know, so it's one of those things where we have to create good, consistent habits. Consistency, again, is the big word for me. Consistency, consistency, consistency. And guys just have to continue to know their roles, which they've done, and continue to play that way. And I think that that's what's going to get you, you know, into the playoffs. And Lindy Ruff has talked about it. He's had several conversations with his team about, you know, this. these are the type of games you need to win in order to make the playoffs. Like the comeback against the Oilers earlier this month, you're down three to one going into the third. Mackenzie Blackwood, you know, gets hurt and doesn't return and ends up, you know, is going to be out for a couple of weeks. But Vanacek comes in, shuts the door. The Devils come back and win that game and get two massive points on the road against the team that just went to the Western Conference Finals the year before and have two of the best players in the NHL and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And so it's those type of games that you have to come out and you have to find a way to win. They just beat the Oilers again. Five to two. Again, this is a team led by two of the best players in the NHL. They're taking on Toronto at home, which is going to be tough. And then they got the Capitals and the Rangers coming up later on this week and going into early next week. So the schedule doesn't get any easier moving forward. And this team just has to continue to play the good, consistent brand of hockey that they've been playing. And as far as the injuries are concerned, yeah, I mean, look, injuries are part of the game, but the Devils seem to have a lot more bad luck when it comes to injuries to key players. Luckily, you know, knock on wood here, Andre Palat and Mackenzie Blackwood have been the only two injuries that we've really been dealing with that happened this year because we still have Jonathan Bernier on long-term IR and he's slowly getting back to some form of game shape. And we'll see what happens with that. But everybody's been, you know, doing a better job than years past of being smart out there, knowing that guys are going to come after them, try to hurt them. I mean, we look back to Mark Mathot, the former Ottawa senator. You know, last Saturday, he said the only way you're going to beat this team is to hurt them. I mean, physically hurt them because of the small bodies that a lot of them have and things like that. And obviously, the Devils need to continue to beef up in one way or another. And we'll see what happens as the season progresses. But This team has found ways to avoid those major injuries to a lot of their key players. And it's ultimately about continuing to make smart plays and go from there. So that's really the big things that the Devils need to focus on moving forward here as they continue to battle and get into the playoffs.
All valid points. And I think going back to Tom Fitzgerald, I look at the defense core he has built for this team with led by Dougie Hamilton. You have John Morano, Damian Saverson, Jonas Siegenthaler, Ryan Graves, and Brandon Smith. I would have to say the trade he made this offseason, getting John Marino, who has played pretty much has come into a great spot with the Devils and really have solidified this team blue line where they're playing some good defensive hockey, not getting up many chances. Cause you look at their schedule, the games they played, Neil, there hasn't been many games. This team's been blown out other than that one game to Washington defensively. I would say this has probably been the best they've been in a very long time, probably dating back to the Niedermeyer days. When you look at the devil's, from a couple of years ago when Tom Fitzgerald took over, our defense was in shambles in many ways. We were not at the level that we're at now. And through, you know, really solid development and also through really, really good scouting and smart trades, Tom Fitzgerald has created arguably the best decor in the NHL. And, you know, you look at Dougie Hamilton, the big prize free agent from, you know, an off season ago, and he's now showing that he's worth every bit of that contract with not just his solid defensive ability, but certainly his offensive game. Joe Siegenthaler, what a find from the Washington Capitals, arguably one of the best defensive defensemen in the NHL and has become a top four defenseman in his own right. Very solid, very sturdy, very stable back there. And you talk about Damon Severson, it's a contract year for Severson. And there's a chance that just because of the talent and youth that is behind him in guys like Simone Nemetz and Luke Hughes, Severson may just not be on this team next year because, you know, they just don't have a spot for him. And it has nothing to do with the fact that Severson hasn't been good. We know that Severson has been the butt of jokes in years past. It's always been a curious case for them because one minute he'll make a great play. The next minute he's shooting the puck into his own net. Luckily for us this year, he has been a lot more good than bad, which is important. And he's been a really solid second pairing defenseman. And you talk about even John Marino. Uh, John Marino might be the best acquisition any team has had this past offseason. He was okay in Pittsburgh. He had a down year last year, and nobody could really make out exactly what to expect from Marino. But now when you look at what he's been able to do, to be the guy that is our shutdown defenseman and is asked to go up against the best players in the NHL, like a Connor McDavid, like an Austin Matthews, and find ways to slow these guys down, and in some degrees in certain games almost shut them down, I mean, you couldn't ask for more. And he has been everything and more that we could have asked for for him and the fact that who we gave up for him ty smith hasn't even played in the nhl this year again shows that tom fitzgerald really hit a home run with making this move and it's quite remarkable and then you got a guy like ryan graves another great move by fitzgerald in a trade to kind of bail out the abs get a guy like this and again also graves playing in a contract year being the big body presence that he is and having the success that he's had you know he's working his way to getting himself a good sell pay race in the offseason, but really solid two-way defenseman. And then you have Brendan Smith, who a lot of people look at and say he's kind of the odd man out in this group of six that, you know, he takes a lot of penalties. He'll make some mistakes here and there. But honestly and truly, he hasn't done a lot to really get complaints from, you know, my end. I think that he's been a strong veteran presence. I think that he's really good when it comes to stepping up for his teammates and trying to make his presence felt and being physical. And you need a guy like that 
on your defensive core. And that's what we have in Smith. And, you know, right now I'm very happy with the way that he's been playing. And I'm just overall ecstatic about the entire defensive core. And so when you look at all phases of this team, the one that Fitzgerald wanted to fix more than any other was the defensive core. And you go from where this team was when he started as GM to where it is now, it's night and day. And uh, it shows you that Tom Fitzgerald was built to be an NHL GM for the many years of experience that he's gotten as an assistant GM and on multiple teams that he was ready to take this job. And now he's molding this team in his image, you know, with really, really good defense, a lot of speedy forwards who shoot the puck relentlessly and uh, solid goaltending. And I think the defensive core out of the three categories here is probably the one he's most proud of. Oh, no, I think the defense has been a big turnaround because I'm just looking at their stats right now. They're the third best teams in goals against with 40 for four goals. So far, they've led in the whole year. You go back to previous years, and especially that 2019-2020 year where they got P.K. Subban, there was a lot of hope. But defensively, the team was a mess. They just couldn't get the puck out. They were slow. And it was just hard to watch. And I think what really has helped, I would say, a guy like Vitek Vanacek, who played decent with the Washington Capitals and now who had the number one in the net, where it's going to be hard from a Candy Blackwood fight, where that defense is showing a big difference, where he's making those timely save, big saves against something the Devils haven't gotten for quite a while when Blackwood's not healthy. But it's just showing the overall confidence in the team. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that when you look at it, the forward group sees the amount of work that the defense and certainly the goaltending has put in. And when they're having success, that just gives the devil's board group as a whole, just a lot of confidence to go out there, play some really free will hockey, put the puck on the net, be aggressive. And it just trickles. It, it's just a huge effect up and down this entire roster. And again, I think Fitzgerald really hit a home run in a lot of these moves to rebuild the defense. And you got to give Marty Brodeur a lot of credit for, you know, helping out with the scouting of getting a guy like Vitek Vanacek, who has so much to prove as he wants to be known as a number one goaltender. And he couldn't do that in Washington. And now he, he gets new life in New Jersey and is playing at an unbelievable level. Exactly. And let's not forget, he didn't start the year. He had to wait his turn in the wings to get that first start. They gave Blackwood a chance to run for it, but... Everything you think that game with since he came in relief for Black would do that injury against the Oilers. Like, there's no looking back. I was watching, I think, a, it was early in their win streak when they beat Calgary the second time. That first period, he was incredible. Like, if it wasn't for him, that game could have been over, but he was able to give the Devils life, get their legs running. You did mention that the Devils are small. And mm -hmm. I find with the NHL, small teams, their speed and fat, they can find their way to the playoffs. But size, when you get the playoffs at Harvard, might be speaking a little bit far, but do you feel this team needs to address the grit and size now? Or do you think give it a, a year or two before the team window officially opens? Because it's still a long season. Lock can happen. Like I said, like I don't, unless something dramatic happened to this team, I think they're a lock for the playoffs. But I do believe that the Devils need to start getting gritty now. 
Um, and I think that that's going to be something you have to keep your eye on with the Devils as we get closer to the trade deadline, if we're still very much in the thick of things, that you won't see the Devils go after a big-time player. I know people have, you know, with regards to a guy like Patrick Kane, they say, oh, it's a logical place for him to go. Well, the Devils don't need a guy like Patrick Kane on their team. They need guys that are big, strong physical that can withstand hits and obviously, you know, help protect this young core, this young, you know, relatively small core that we have once we get into the playoffs. I mean, playoff hockey, all that offense dries up. We've seen it countless times. Teams are not winning five to one, six to two in the playoffs very often. They're winning games you know, one nothing, two to one, three to two, four to three. You know, games where your defense and your goaltending is really, really where you need them to step up the most. And guys that are going to, you know, take these punishing hits, keep going and go from there. And we do have a little bit of physicality, you know, with guys like Nate Bastion, Miles Wood, and Brendan Smith, but we need more. We need to continue to get bigger, get stronger, get meaner, get tougher. And I think that you'll see that uh, once we get to the trade deadline. I wouldn't be surprised the Devils didn't make a lot of big moves. Maybe they make a mover here to get a guy like Pat Maroon, for example, when they got him in 17-18. They got Pat Maroon to be a big body presence in front of the net on power plays and to obviously you know, be physical, and that's exactly what he did. So I wouldn't be surprised the Devils went that way because, again, the Devils have established their core. They don't need to go out and get another big-time piece, although obviously nobody's going to complain if that's what the Devils end up doing. But the reality is, is that the Devils know that as the season goes on, you know, there's going to be times where the speed and the quickness is not going to fully work against, you know, some teams because they're going to be physical. They're going to try to make big-time hits to really injure these players and get them out of the game. So the Devils, I'm sure, are keeping an eye on this as the season progresses. It's still... Again, we're not even 20 games into the regular season, so we have to see how things progress. But I definitely think that getting bigger, getting more physical, getting grittier is something that's going to be on the Devils' minds, not just now, but certainly throughout the rest of this season. I agree with you there, Neil, and I'm glad you brought this up because if the Devils want to, when their window does open, they want to be a contender, they need to get that grit. The Toronto Maple Leafs, I'm using an example, they have the skill, but they never had that size, and that's why they can't win a first round no matter what happens. They don't have that size to help out. And you're right there. The games are going to get harder because when they meet the Rangers, I think, for the first time this season, that rivalry of the Hudson where it's been long gone, it's going to get up there where these two teams are going to be at each other's throats back in the day because it just it hasn't been around because the Devils were good when the Rangers were struggling and the Rangers had their moments where the Devils were struggling, where mm-hmm. this might, it's been a long time since this rivalry and it's going to get nasty. So you need toughness to deal with guys like Ryan Reeves, Sammy Bays of the Rangers. You need guys to deal with Carolina Brent Burns. You need guys to deal with Washington's Tom Wilson. You need those guys, that toughness to help this team. And this team wants to show, Hey, this, 13-game win free. It's not a fluke. We're for real. Our time is now. Yeah. you got to address that. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that that first game, like you mentioned, next Monday, you know, at the Garden against the Rangers is going to be, you know, a pretty big matchup because, you know, you look at the Rangers, they've gotten off to a so-so start this year, but they're a very, very, very physical team with the likes of, you know, Ryan Reeves and, you know, even Chris Kreider and guys like that. They're going to go into that game with the intent that they're going to try to will their way to a win. They're going to force their power and they're going to make the Devils pay. And the Devils have to recognize that when they get to that game because obviously the devils have a couple games before that one but that first matchup is going to be a big one and uh it will be an even bigger one when the rangers make their first trip to the prudential center later on this year but i had talked about it before on the podcast that we are now entering what could be the next version of the Hudson River rivalry between both the Rangers and Devils, both, you know, good teams that are competing in the playoffs and, you know, making a lot of noise. And I think that it's only good for the game when both the Devils and the Rangers are playing at a high level. And so that first matchup is going to be big. And again, the Devils have to continue to find ways to be physical on their own. I know it's hard, but they have to do that. They have to find a way to do that because, you know, eventually these teams are really going to start coming after them, especially they got a target on their back now with being the winners of 13 in a row and, you know, being as good as they are. Every team in the NHL is going to try to play their best game when they play the Devils and try to impose their will. And the Devils have to be prepared for that and take it one game at a time and Find ways every game to get better, even if it's a losing effort. If you still found ways to improve the team long term, I think that's a win in itself, despite what the standings say. I agree with you there. Two quick things I want to touch on, Neil, before I let you go. The first thing is you mentioned the offense, what Andrew Brunette has done for this team, the offense is going well. Now, I know teams have talked about him to get that opportunity. Thankfully, the Devils have said Brunette's not going anywhere this year. Next year, the question, do you feel, now hypothetical, if Brunette leaves, the Devils offense will kind of struggle, or do you think this Devils offense is going to be long and strong? You know, that's a really good question. I think that the Devils offense will still play at a high level because these guys are learning. They're learning what it takes to have success offensively on the power play and things like that. And I think that they will take that with them moving forward if they do lose Burnett and go from there. You know, it really is an interesting question because Andrew Burnett was interviewed for the, um, I think it was the Vancouver job before the Canucks decided to bring back Bruce Boudreaux. And he's still considered to be a candidate potentially next season. And you look at the success he's had so far with the Devils, everyone can understand why. Everyone, including myself, thought he should have been named the head coach of the Panthers full-time, but they went with Paul Maurice and Tom Fitzgerald, who was friends with um, and former teammates with Andrew Burnett, saw an opportunity to come in and bring a guy that was a, uh, you know, a guy that almost won the, the Jack Adams Award last year. I mean, this guy nearly was coach of the year last year. But the Devils are also in an interesting position in which, you know, Lindy Ruff, this very well could be his final season, not just with the Devils, but potentially the NHL. You know, he is up there relatively in age. And there have been rumors before that the Devils could look to not necessarily fire Lindy Ruff, but promote him to a different position within the organization as a mentor or something and make Andrew Burnett the next head coach of this team, because remember, Burnett is not an assistant coach. He's an associate coach, which to me, that's just words for you are the head coach and waiting. I would not be surprised if the Devils decided early on 
in the offseason, if they wanted to make a coaching change, that they would just make Andrew Burnett the next head coach of this team, which would be a very seamless fit. Burnett has experience being a head coach from his time in Florida, and he has been nothing but tremendous since he got here. He's doing exactly what we all thought he would do with this team, get the offense really rolling, get the power play to a level where we've scored a power play goal, I think, in 11 of the last 13 games we've played. I mean, we're finding ways to score a power play goal every game and making this power play lethal, and that's really, really important. And Burnett's getting a lot of recognition throughout the NHL. It would suck to lose him. You know, if he were to go somewhere else and get a head coaching job after one year, but he certainly earned it. Ideally, you'd like to find a way to keep him. And that would probably mean that he would probably be the next head coach. And that might be the plan, regardless of what happens this season. I think that might be the plan. And I think it's a matter of just waiting and seeing how things progress as we move forward. You're 100 percent there, Neil, because I think. I remember we talked about it. We thought Andrew Burnett was there in the wings in case the season went south, Lindy Ruff replacement. And he's right now done a great job as an associate coach. I could see that as a possibility where Ruff decides to take a space in management. Because, listen, the coaches have a shelf life in the NHL. We've seen it. No coach is there forever unless um, Ruff was able to stay so many years in Buffalo. But that's a different story for the different fan. But they always need the neck mentality coach. And I think... Whether it's this year or next year, I think they would have to promote him to head coach next year because of the interest. There's a lot of interest going on from mm-hmm. him, and teams do want on him. And I could see like a team like Ottawa, who the Devils handfully beat the last few times, like him in his offense working with that team, it could definitely help. But we'll see what happens. Neil, it's always a pleasure with you talking about the Devils. It's been an incredible year so far. Before I let you go, I want to ask about Jesper Bratt because last mm-hmm. year, great season. This year, he's putting up the points for fans who don't watch him on a daily basis. Like, Tell us more about this player and how good he truly is because he's up there in top in the scoring, and he had a great year last year with 80 points, Just and he's been a great compliment with Hughes or Heischer. Just tell us how good of a player Jasper Brad is for those who don't watch him. Jesper Brad is one of those guys that just has gotten better every single year. And he got off, you know, on the right foot once he, you know, in his rookie year back in 17, 18, and has improved every single year. And last year he proved that he is a really, really top NHL player. And this year he's just taking it to another level. And I've seen the offseason videos of him working out, working on his skating, working on everything to improve. And he has certainly done every single thing that the Devils have asked him to do. I wouldn't be surprised the Devils went back to the negotiation table later on this season and maybe tried to get a deal done prior to the season starting next year so that you don't even have to go into the offseason. But this kid is unbelievable. He has tremendous speed. His stick handling is absurd. His passing is tremendous. And he's not afraid to put the puck on the net. And he is just a guy that a lot of defensemen dread having to go up against for 60 minutes because he will come at you and he will come at you hard. And he will push the envelope. He will push that offense. And when he's going, the rest of that team is going. And that's really what you love to see from Jesper Brad, especially on the power play. This guy is unfreaking believable. And I know that, you know, it's this Devils fans. We jokingly put out that hashtag, you know, Jesper Brad's the best player in the NHL. But in many ways, Jesper Brad is playing like he's the best player in the NHL. 
you know, he had that huge point streak to start the season and he just continues to get better and better each game, making a difference, even when he's not getting on the score sheet. It's just great to see. And for a guy who's a sixth round pick, what an absolute steal by this New Jersey Devils team to find someone like that, a diamond in the rough, who is not only a great player now, but is just going to continue to get better and better as he gets older. And uh, I'm excited to see him as a New Jersey Devil for this season and for many years to come moving forward. That's great, Neil, because in the offseason, the talk about Johnny Goudreau coming, he didn't come. And I think the Devils may have dodged a bullet with not get, signing Goudreau and giving him all that money because they have a player who's younger and brat, who's a little bit bigger, who's just showing his skill, who I think is going to be more helpful to them over the years and who's going to make, make such more of an impact than you could imagine. Absolutely. And I think that it's only a matter of time before Brett really, really takes himself to another level of being up there as one of the best, if not the best in the NHL. And I think right now, you know, a lot of people didn't know who Jesper Brett was even to start this season. But I think it's fair to say now, Randy, that the entire NHL world and the entire hockey world knows exactly who Jesper Brett is. 100% there. He's only six points behind Dreisaitl in points. McDavid 35, McDavid just McDavid, but definitely Jasper Bat is putting himself up there as one of the, I think, the top offensive players in the game and for a year to come. Neil, thank you so much for joining me again on this episode of the Hockey Fan Chat. Long season to still go, but I like where the devil's going. I have my money on them to make the playoffs for the first time in five years. We'll see how they handle the rest of the season. We'll see what type of awards they're actually going to win maybe come near the end of the season because Coach of the Year, GM of the Year, they have yeah, those awards, I think, cut off and more to come possibly. Maybe Selkie with, also with the way he should play. Thank you so much for joining me, Neil. I appreciate it. Randy, it's, it's always a pleasure, my friend. And let's go Devils, baby. At this time, absolutely.